Welcome back to Couch Conversations with myself, Rani. In this week's episode, I'll be interviewing Tim Wagg, author of a book called Christian Foundations. This book is to help people grow in their spiritual journey with God, so I'm looking forward to finding out what the book's all about. Hello, Tim. Hi, Rani. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Good. Well, it's great to have you on Couch Conversations. We finally got there. Yeah, <laughs> after one or two false starts. But uh, yeah, thanks very much for the invitation, Ronnie. I appreciate it. No, you're welcome. Tim, you are a published author. But before we get into the book about of Christian Foundations, tell me a little bit and the, and the listeners a little bit about who you are, where you're from and a bit about your cultural background. Right. Well, um, I grew up um, in the 50s and 60s in, in Norfolk on the coast. Um, I was a member of a white working class family. My family had been millers and bakers in the area for hundreds of years. Um, and it was, in the, it was just an idyllic time. I remember it with great affection. Um, uh, they were you know, going to the beach uh, in the summer, going cycling, following streams, all this sort of stuff. It was lovely. Um, unfortunately, spiritually, although it was a lovely county, spiritually it was a little bit dead. Um, my parents were, um, my mum was a little typical of her time, I guess. Um, she was a, um, a mixture of lots of things. Um, she was uh, believed in reincarnation. She was very superstitious. She read her horoscopes. She believed in the Church of England, but never went. Um, so she was a real mix. Wow. Uh, and um, uh, my dad, um, he, well, he, he, he was in, went to um, World War II. He was on the beaches of Normandy in June 44. And I think what he saw in the next 12 months really uh, hardened his heart against any loving God, really. Um, mm. And because I got on, admired my dad basically very much, um, I, I picked up his atheistic views of life. And I guess that's, that was my background. Um, the only in a tiny little rural Norfolk village, the only Christians I knew uh, was the church warden and his wife next door. And to be honest, they were the two, two, they remain to this day two of the most miserable people I've ever met. <laughs> so it wasn't it wasn't a great start spiritually. No. Um, and um, yeah, so that was the background. And uh, I went off to Loughborough University um, to study chemistry. Um, as a fairly committed atheist. Okay, so what changed? Um, well, as we all know, God often has very different plans for our lives. And um, although, and what I discovered slowly, uh, I met a, a great bunch of friends over the first months, and um, I found that a high proportion of them were Christians. Um, and <laughs> so, for example, the guy on the lab bench who was a uh, um, very selfish, self-centered sort of guy, but we got on all right, um, he changed suddenly and became quite a caring sort of person. And uh, I asked him one day, what's happened to you? And he said, oh, I've recently become a Christian. 
and, and, <laughs> and, um, and the, the people, you know, you get a group of friends that you discuss politics, religion and everything way into the night. And I discovered that several of those that I used to do have chats with regularly were also Christians. And, I, I, you know, we had some really heated discussions and, um, I, you know, I, shit, I was very aggressive, really, until mm-hmm. I couldn't believe it. Um, and they were very patient, very caring. Um, and I suppose uh, the turning point was when I burst into, he's, he's my badminton partner and a very good friend and um, a Chinese guy. Um, I can still picture him. We used to play badminton. He, he used to flick it to every corner of the room. I can still <laughs> remember sweating uh, profusely while he just stood there in the middle of the court. But um, it's by the by. Um, but uh, he said he was. I caught him reading a Bible, and, and I, it made me rethink that my Norfolk view that it was for old people who were miserable and had nothing better to do than go to this club on a Sunday. <laughs> he, he was a, a young person who was obviously loving reading the Bible. And he yeah. just thrust it into my hand and said, every night, Tim, you you seem to argue against Christianity. Read this and you might actually find out what it's all about. And you might know what you're talking about, basically. Um, and wow. that, was, that was the beginning of the end of my atheism. Uh, it took a year of reading it, almost a year. And um, it began to make sense. I saw that if you had a worldview, this answered everything, why we were born why we were here where we were going what our purpose was it, it answered everything if it was true and uh, I, I was on a um well about a nine-month journey thinking it all through and wondering whether it was it was actually true or not wow and, and, and obviously you go through in stages don't you i, I mean at school and, and beyond again i looking back I, god was at work and i had some christian friends or friends that my best friend had jesus saved so i just used to make fun of that a little badge um but uh, you know i began to think uh, you know i i started off at loughborough where is he i can't see him where is he you know, i was a rational scientist um and yet over those nine months i came to a point where i talked to him every day and i just would not have believed nine months earlier that there was somebody for the next 50 plus years of my life i was going to talk to and have a conversation with every day um but it took took nine months of thinking it through and slowly by stages, thinking of him as a force of good, then a personal force, then somebody that cared about me. And my my thinking as I read more and more of the Bible gradually developed. Um, yeah, so that, is it is it fair to say then you were you were someone who was quite logical because there are a lot of people out there who think logically and not and because they need logic to understand God can sometimes miss you know, um, finding God because they're, they're just so stuck on the logic of it having to make sense. But would you say that at, at that point in your life, you were just looking for logic? How, how does this make sense? And then as you journeyed through those nine months, God revealed himself to you. Yeah, it was a revelation. Um, I mean, obviously studying science and, and really um, it was the big thing in the in the decades after the war. Everybody loved science and thought that was the hope of mankind, uh, which is now subsequently proved not to be. But um, <laughs> so that my faith was in, yeah, logic, I guess you're right. And um, and I mean, you listen to some of the atheists today, Richard Dawkins and others, they, you know, how can how can someone turn water an ethanol molecule into water h2o it's um logically impossible and go against gravity walk on water and yeah it didn't make sense and because you we can't see the lord with our senses um 
uh, our normal senses yeah it's yeah it, it takes it's a massive jump it was for me anyway not having any background but I don't know there's something about the bible I think uh, get, getting people to read it um it gives revelation and and I always think of that that story Jesus told about um going finding a treasure chest in a field you know mm. and, and then selling everything to buy the field and get the treasure chest well I just picture myself just stubbing my toe on it and uh not really that interested and then but actually just going back having a little peek and then slowly unearthing a bit more and then gradually I realize over a long long period of time what the treasure was and I I think it is partly us making the effort and partly God revealing himself and especially through the Bible yeah absolutely it's about being open isn't it and I think I think the culture that we live in today everyone's open to anything and everything um and being open to God can be quite quite difficult for a lot of people because they you know the concept of God feels like a you know an older like you said an older generational thing you know when you were young you know something that old people did but actually God invites any age any any race any person to come to him and to really seek his face so he so he can reveal himself it's not it's not mm. like he it, it's yeah. it's to do with the fact he's not a forceful God he's a he's a gentle God who you know, we'll keep knocking at that door with the handle on our side, as as we've been told, you know, over the years so many times. Yeah. And I think young people are very interested in spirituality. I can understand they're not interested in religion. I mean, religion, when I, even when I was young, really yeah. put me off um, churchgoers. But, uh, and I hope it's not the same today in our church, but, um, you know, there there is an interest in spirituality and, um um uh, jesus yes but church quite perhaps not quite so much at all but um i always love the quote by gk chesterton um uh, who at the turn of this last century was was um watching people drift away from the churches and not believing in god and he said the tragedy is not that people don't believe in that when they stop believing in god mm. it isn't believe in nothing they believe in anything and, yeah um, uh and so you see people believing in so many things which are even stranger to me um, than when I was an atheist and watching people believe in God. It, it's, <laughs> you know, without, sorry, I don't, I don't want to be deprecating on it, but, but it seems really strange some of the things that people yeah. can believe in today. Yeah, absolutely. So you, obviously, in the 50s and 60s, grew up in a, you know, in a family that, um, that, you know, wasn't really God-centered, you know, believed in kind of anything and everything, you know, came to know Christ in, at university. Was there many resources around that time when you were, I mean, obviously, the Bible is the word of God, but, you know, now we have so many books trying to help us on our journey with God. Was there anything that, you know, in addition to the Bible that supported your journey? Yeah, I think um, what I'd say to anybody for growth is the biggest resource ever, apart from the Lord himself, of course, is is other Christians. And, mm. and the first, um, so at the end of my first year, I became a Christian. And for the next two years, I had three or four friends that we lived life together. It was a holistic thing, but they made sure that we prayed together. We studied the Bible to see what it said about different topics. And I can honestly say those two years shaped the next 50 in my life. Um, their love and compassion and openness and honesty mm. uh, in all the ups and downs of life really made me have a passion for 
helping other people grow in faith and them helping me of course it's a very much a two-way thing but but it, it was that vision for discipling others i suppose is the phrase um and and being discipled by others um so the people i think are the and I, I would say if you want to grow as a christian then get particularly in smaller groups of two or three I, i've found recently where you can go really deep with so with a couple of fr friends that you trust yeah. um, and talk on. The only requirement is that you're honest and open. You don't have to be a big theological ex expert or you just have to be honest about where you are on yeah. things. Um, yeah. So yeah. People. people, absolutely. I think the interesting thing is that um, you know, there's a lot of Christians out there who've been Christians for many years or haven't been Christians for that long at all. But people get stuck on this walk of spiritual maturity. What does spiritual maturity mean to you? Um, I think at this point, anything I say is going to be completely hypocritical. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> um, I, I think it is following the Lord and, listen, first of all, hearing, talking to the Lord and hearing his voice. And I've, I've slowly over the decades learned to do that a bit yeah. better. The second, probably harder step is to then do what he tells you. He's not going to keep on saying, like you say, he taps gently. But if yeah. we don't respond and, and we don't answer the door for months, years even, mm. he, he will not do it. But if we, we try as best we can to hear his voice, listen to it and then obey it, um, it's, that, it's that walk. It's one step after the other um, for, in my case, for 50 years. Just keep going in the same direction faithfully trying to listen to God and doing what he says it says and often it takes faith in the sense of you have to take risks occasionally not necessarily big risks and not ne necessarily every day but you do have to take that risk of, we start with faith but we carry on with faith and you don't just have one big dollar of faith and that's it yeah. you have to keep trusting and moving on so I think moving on and obeying really is, is to me is maturity that's brilliant. And that brings me on to your book, Christian Foundations. Tell us about the book. Right. Um, thank you for the chance to do it. Yeah, because uh, I don't with the book want fame or fortune. Um, I'll no. probably, I'll <laughs> but probably want... either. Um, but, but you want to help um, people, which is the most but, important but, thing. <laughs> but yeah, it's the vision behind it, I believe, passionately yeah. in the vision behind it, which um, is you know, it's the Great Commission, which is, you know, we've heard probably lots, if you're a Christian, you've probably heard quite a few sermons about it. As you're going along, Jesus said, make disciples and teach them to obey everything I've told you. Uh, and luckily, the, well, fortunately, the first disciples did that and every generation has since so that we're here now, having mm -hmm. heard the message 2000 years later, and now it's our turn to do that. And I think it's not just for a few specialized Christians, it's um, or special Christians that have a particular gift. It's, it's something that we all do, probably in very different ways. But to make disciples, to me, is one of the big things that we're called to do throughout our Christian lives. Um, uh, I think um, I've always tried to do it at St. Paul's and um, I've tried. All, I was gotten very involved in Alpha as well. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I. Had a, there was a particularly keen group um, about five or six years ago 
um, that wanted to go on, there's about 12 of them who wanted to go on to an, uh, after Alpha. They, they felt that they, were, they got on well as a community, as you often do on Alpha, and you, they wanted to do more, and they were very hungry for going deeper. So um, I did a survey of material that was available and I was, as an ex-teacher, who one of the jobs I had to do was write material. I found it quite disappointing. It was all very big, heavy, black and white text and fill in the gaps. And um, mm. it was okay-ish, but it wasn't sort of the sort of textbooks that I used to use at, at school, you know, that really grabbed children and were interactive and asked them relevant questions and colorful and so I, I determined at that point that I would write my own material and I tried it out on this group and they really liked it oh it really went down well for um it was about six months we were using it um so I, I then uh, had this idea I felt god excuse me I felt god tell me this to actually write put this into a book um so I we tried it for two years um it's called Christian it was going to be called ultimately Christian Foundations mm -hmm. it started off as a post alpha um, material and um yeah it, it just seemed to go down well and we tried it with lots of different groups um people with lots of different backgrounds old young male female every combination you think in groups of one-to-one um, -one, uh, groups of three or four which work particularly well um, in small groups in our small group system um, where you can have up six to twelve people I guess. So so the, in terms of categories you know the types of chapters there are in the book what kind of chapters can people find in the book because it's, it's like, like as you said it's, it's an interactive book it's not something you just read from from start to finish it's something that you it's a holistic approach to spiritual faith it's taking different areas, different topics, and it's able to, you're able to focus on different things at different times. You don't, it's not like you have to, you know, read it from chapter one through to chapter, whatever it is. It, it, you can take a different chapter or a different section. Um, yeah. And as you were saying, you know, you can do it within one to one, you can do it in terms of small groups. So, what are some, what, what kind of topics can people find um, within the book? Well, having done this one-to-one, -one, particularly one-to-one, -one, but also small groups for, um, well, 50 years, since I, since I joined St. Paul's 50 years ago, um, it was just missed being closed down. I think it's now, if I'm right in saying, one of the biggest, if not the biggest church in the diocese. And I, I'd like to think a little bit of contribution along the line. There's been this um, discipling process um, and so over those years, I found about six, I whittled it down to about 16 topics that I mm -hmm. found new Christians wanted to know about and, and should know about. There are some basic ones. I've actually divided the 16 topics into two lots of eight. But what I found in the trials was that all 16 topics, and like you say, you can pick your way in any order through them. Um, all 16 topics are for all Christians. Yeah. I thought the first eight would be for newer Christians and the next eight would be for those who wanted to go deeper. But in fact, the first eight topics about God, Bible, the cross, um, the church, um, prayer, um, discipleship, um, um, I thought they would be just for newer Christians. But in fact, um, some of the deepest discussions I've had uh, have been with very mature Christians. And mm -hmm. I think when you, when you get um, into a three or four group 
and you begin over a few weeks to a month to trust each other people say what they honestly think and there's been some and you, you know we all we're confidential we all share and um you know some people will will say some quite almost outrageous things that they would never dream of saying in a church in, in church or whatever but um, um about about these basic topics um and then so that's the first eight anyway um and then the the next eight are which were for growing christians about the holy spirit spiritual warfare um extending god's kingdom hard questions like suffering worshiping um um, sexuality, um, which again, I, it's a risky subject to talk about. But in yeah. fact, once or twice, I've had people say, "This is the first time in their Christian lives I've had a chance to be absolutely honest and open and uh, about about that area." Um, so I'm really glad that that's one that's in there. Uh, discipline and the purpose that God has, you, the unique purpose God has for you, your your own life. Um, some of the just a flavor of what's in the next nine eight that, topics I mean. that's amazing and I, I mean I've, I've got the book and it's just wonderful for anyone who's listening you know you doesn't matter what age group you are we all get stuck in our walk with God sometimes um, and often we can end up living the wrong Christian life if we, if we don't understand what God is saying but through discipleship what it allows us to do as Tim was just saying is to be completely open and honest with one another in, in that, in that group of you know people that you've, tr that you're trusting. And it allows you to confront your fears. It allows you to confront your prejudices, your stereotypes, and it allows you to grow because when we confront those things and bring them before the Lord, we're able to be released from them and actually see through his eyes versus the human eyes that, you know, that we have. And I, I love the book. Um, we've done a couple of them already in our home group. And I think it's just a really good way to stop and reflect and to actually think about, um, you know, what you're doing. And, and the in interesting thing is, Tim, when I, um, when I did Alpha, um, I had a connect group afterwards. And we used to talk about, you know, particular things. And I actually felt in those first two, two years initially that I actually grew the most um, very quickly because I was surrounded by, um, you know, good people, good leaders, but also we were talking about life. So we used to take a topic and we talk about how that impacts our life today. Mm. And I think the, the misconception people can have sometimes is that the Bible is a 2000 year old book and, you know, nothing, nothing that happened in that book happens today, but actually it does, you know, all those, all those circumstances, all those things that people went through, are just shaped and formed in a different light today and actually mm. as we live out our lives you know uh, what your what your book does is it allows us to take something you know chunk by chunk and actually review ourselves you know the discipleship is about you know a being discipled and, and moving forward in our spiritual growth helping one another along on that path but it's also confronting where we may have had you know, our sunglasses on for a while and actually we're not seeing the true picture. <laughs> so I, I really love the book because I think it really challenges you um, and allows you to stop and reflect and ask God, you know, where are my blind spots? Where am I you know, doing OK? Where do I need to grow? It's a really beautiful book for anyone wanting to grow in their faith. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. I, I'm, 
people have uh, the feedback has been really encouraging actually and um i think i've tried to over the years i've found that there are certain myths about discipleship mm -hmm. um uh like I, I did a course on it at st paul's once um uh, myths about discipleship and a couple of them were um you don't have to actually make this up disciples as long as you keep talking about it was one of them uh and um i think there it's a very hard thing to actually put yourself out there and do but um uh, i find I, I do believe this is a book to actually use it's not a book to motivate you to make disciples it's a manual to help you do it with others yeah. and and to and to be discipled by them it's a very much a, a mutual thing so um it isn't um it isn't um, a sort of like a theological treatise and we're arguing about the, the Greek or anything like that. It's really, um, as it says on the front, um, if I can remind myself, uh, accessible and supported resources, 16 of them, to stimulate Bible-based discussion. So the, the, the learning comes from the interaction between however many people. As I say, three or four is ideal, but it can be more or less. But um, um, that's where the learning comes. So it takes the pressure off me to be absolutely theologically 100%. And it takes the pressure off people using the course, I think, uh, that they've got to be experts. I think when I used to run courses to help people uh, make disciples, the, the, the commonest thing was people said, um, I, you know, I'm not good enough as a person. And I'm mm. not, um, I don't have enough Bible knowledge to do it which this book is trying to get a totally different way of thinking of disciple making of not pouring your knowledge down onto somebody else, but just getting alongside somebody and yeah. sharing, putting yourself out there and being honest, as you said, you know, the, while you, while you're hiding stuff, um, it, God can't deal with it. But as soon as you're open with just one or two other people, at least that you trust, then things can change and things can happen and you can move on. Um, so that, I think the book does overcome that. It takes it away from this is for experts to just share. And it's all very application based. It's none, none of it is theology. It's all how does this work out in your life? Every every chapter of the 16 chapters is how is this actually working out in your life now? And not we don't judge each other. We, um, you know, oh, you're not praying enough or, or reading <laughs> the Bible enough or whatever, you know, it's. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, you just accept each other. This is what I'm like. I haven't prayed for six months or I pray for two hours every day or somewhere probably in between. Yeah. Um, and you just, you know, and then you can learn and you get encouraged by, oh, you you pray that way, do you? And you found it really helpful. And you've got the, those answered prayer. That's amazing. Yeah, I might try that. So it's just really, as, as we're all the, I say at this point, one of the things in the book that I really, wanted to get in there was the one another's you know there's about 40 one another's in the bible love one another encourage one another build one another up um confess your sins to one another and there's about 40 of them very deep and somebody once said you know the the biggest need of the church at the moment is to one another one another uh, and to actually do these things um, where in a normal church week do we get to do them in a deep way you can't do it on a sunday um Small groups are good, very good for it. But um, to go really deep, I found that, as I keep saying, probably the, the, the even smaller groups, triplets or formations, yeah. um, you can go particularly deep. And I know when I, I, we, my wife and I, Anne, led small groups for years, and, and the groups were often really honest and open, 
But when you took somebody out for um, uh, a fry up for breakfast, uh, you know, on a Saturday, you could go so much deeper and, um, and, and be so much more honest because there's just a few some things that you just can't share even in a, a very good small group um yeah so uh... yeah absolutely and what i also love about the book is you have taken the time and care to add in so many other extra resources you've got links in there for videos for songs it's just wonderful what how you know what and how, how did you you know what was the thought process behind that you know so you've got the discussions that you have with people but you've also got you've got the the links as well, haven't you? Yeah, that, well, there's various things I knew should be in there. I think the heart of it is four discussion cards. Um, they were literally cards when we did them in little envelopes in the trial material, and they, that particularly was what really went down well. They were very visual. Um, they were fairly simple in the theological sense, but very profound in the living it out sense. Um, and so, but yeah, as you say, in addition to those four. We still call them cards. Um, there was leaders' notes uh, or, or suggestions for discussion, rather because you don't have to use them. It's entirely up to you. But um, just a bit of background on all that and the reason why I've included those particular four cards. Um, yeah, the resources people seem to have liked particularly. I, you just need two years to listen to as many YouTube videos on worship <laughs> as, uh, as you can on a particular topic. Um, uh, for me. I, I listened to quite a lot of YouTube videos, but some of them, I just was tearful, to be honest, in tears about some of them. And I knew they were the ones that I should include. Yeah. I think probably the one that most, the, the topic of the 16 that most influenced me was worship. And I just tried to grow myself in that. And mm -hmm. I went back and put all the loads more worship songs in each topic um, so that people would hopefully when they use the book get into the habit of using a few of those worship songs and um, there's meditations as well um, you know if you want to if you especially if you not don't have particular bible material for each of the first eight topics there's um, 20 meditations um, about that topic for five or ten minutes each day and um, which people some people particularly have found really helpful and um, there's extra material there's um, yeah, yeah, lots of lots lots of stuff in there. I mean, I was quite quite shocked when I I got it actually because I'd only seen it on a screen developing it, but to see it to see it printed when it came from Amazon through the post, um, to see this massive manual was was actually quite <laughs> quite, quite a shock. Um, it, it is a it's got over two hundred pages full color throughout, um, etc. But um, yeah, it, it, it's a nice-looking, feeling book. It's spiral band. I don't want to do a hard sell on it. but It, it is, is lovely. It is a great fun. book. Yeah, thank you. Where can people buy the book? That's the main thing. We've, you know, guys, I just want to just encourage you, if you, you know, want to grow in your spiritual walk, I highly recommend this book. So, Tim, where can they find the book? Um. Yeah, as I say, it's, uh, the big thing is, is once you bought it is to use it. Um, but you can um, uh, get it on Amazon. That's our main outlet. I did try Christian publishers, uh, but to be honest, they're a little bit snooty and said, try us again in six months. We, we don't do it. So um, <laughs> <laughs> I love your I love your honesty, Tim. It's brilliant. Um, well, I can understand it because, um, you know, there's, there's people that have sold 
tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of books, they would get straight in. But being a first time publisher with this book, I'm, I'm writing the second one at the moment. Um, the uh, you know I can understand that they, they wouldn't take the risk, but um, the only but so I had to. That was really the only route to get it out there. Yeah, um, so, so you self published, which is is that right? Uh, that's right. Yes. Yeah, that's brilliant. Um, so um, on the, if you go onto Amazon and the book is called Christian Foundations and my name is Tim Wagg W A G G. Um, so if you just put that in the search, Christian Foundations Tim Wagg, you'll get it, and you'll be able to see some of the inside pages, a bit more information about it. Is one way to do it. Uh, we've got we've got our own website. Uh, if you want to buy the downloadable digital version. Um, it's www.christianfoundations.co.uk uh, and you can you can download one unit free so you can get a feel of it um, and then the rest um, are available um, cheaper to um, to buy them all in one go on that for um, 10 quid for 16 units whereas the book is 15 pounds for um, for all 16 units uh, there's also, we've, I've just started, I never thought I'd be saying things like this at my age, but um, <laughs> I've started my own YouTube channel. Um, so if you want some more information about the book, how to use it, what we've found works really well, um, and some test, a few testimonies of people that have grown in faith after doing Alpha particularly, um, it's um, if you search for Christian Foundation's Tim Wag channel on YouTube, um, if you put in that Christian Foundation's Tim Wag channel, um, you'll get a um, little logo with a C in the middle, I think it is, um, CF in the middle, um, a green logo. And yeah, there, there, there's four videos on there. One's a two-minute promo video and then three five to ten-minute information videos. Oh, that's brilliant, Tim. Tim, the great thing is that God can use us at any age. So just the fact that you're self-published... <laughs> 50 years on of being a Christian, that is absolutely wonderful. And I just pray yeah, every blessing for this book. And I really encourage everyone, you know, um, we, we read a lot of self-help books, but this is one book which I highly recommend to buy. It is definitely a self-help book in the respect of from a Christian mm. perspective. It will help you grow in your spiritual walk. Mm. It will help you be honest with yourself and with others and with God which is the most important thing. And I do I do feel like it's going to help release a lot of people from um, misconceptions perhaps or, you know, fear that they've held on to because people may, you know, judge them, et cetera. So have that safe space, you know, whether it's your formation or your triplet. Um, and really, yeah, just just go deep with it because I think that's the, the, the great thing about the Christian walk of life is something I've learned more so recently is that if we don't ask questions, then we even we don't know what we're believing. And, and, the, and the great thing about walking with God is that we can ask questions, hard questions, um, and allow God to come into that space and help us with those answers. And I think a discipleship is about that, that, that growth of, of, of being honest with yourself, of challenging mm -hmm. yourself yeah. and allowing God to come into those spaces and challenge you. Um, to become in the wholeness of God. We're called to be holy people. So this is a great book to walk towards that path and, and walk that path of holiness with God. So, Tim, thank you so much. Is there anything else that you would like to add before we, before we finish? Um, yeah, I think it's a, one of the keys to fruitful evangelism is caring for new Christians. I know just mm. after 
when when the um, vicar, current vicar here, Jonathan G, came, he looked for ways of birthing new Christians, and he gradually came to the conclusion it was the Alpha Course. And the church had a prophecy shortly after that that um, if you provide the nursery, I'll provide the babies. You know, the mm. baby. So uh, I think that's true for absolutely any church, which to me, it means to me that if you can look after new Christians, you can have as many as you like. Um, yeah. I always love that verse um, about um, he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion um, at the day of Jesus Christ. You know, God will bring that completion. But it doesn't stop there. What somebody pointed out to me earlier on in my Christian life. Paul goes on to say, mm -hmm. it's right for me to feel that way because I have you in my heart. And yeah. Paul, was, Paul was doing his bit. And it's very much an interplay between God, trusting the new Christians, particularly God, trusting God to, to do his part, which is obviously the big part. But also, as long as we're doing our part in nurturing and caring. And I, I think if we want to see lots of people come to faith and join the church and... Um, then if we look after particularly new Christians, but actually all Christians uh, spiritually, then that's the key. That's a real key. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much, Tim, for your time, for sharing your book with us. Um, well, and I just yeah. pray every blessing over it. And for everyone that reads it, you know, I pray a blessing over you that you would be really um, touched by this book and just really grow in your faith with it. Yeah, thank you. And, and thank you again for the opportunity just to share. It's been good. You're very welcome, Tim. All the best and every blessing. And I'll speak to you soon. Okay. Yeah. Bye, okay. Bye. Bye.